calling this Grubs Games? Games and Grub? Games and Grub. Best podcast on the planet. You guys are great. Friendship with the Games and Grub podcast. It's Games and Grub with your host, Brian Gallagher. Hey, we know Brian Gallagher. Gallagher has trained for months and months for this moment. Zach Passios. The Mr. Zachary Passios. Summer saying that he's rivaling the talents of Zachary Passios. And Aiden Hatton. Aiden is like Kyler Murray. I've coined him the Marquette Marvel because what can't he do? Live on Marquette Radio. That's right, live from the Marquette Radio Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it is Radio's Restaurant, the Saloon of Sports Talk, from the diner booth to the radio booth, Games and Grub, right here on MUR, it's Aiden Hatton alongside my two amazing co-hosts, Brian Gallagher. Yo, 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 how we doing? It's a beautiful Saturday here in Milwaukee. And Zach Passios. It doesn't get better than this today, boys, it does not. It does not. It's just such a blessing when, you know, we walk out of the front door, we're about to get in the car to drive over to the studio, and boom, you get that Michigan Street sun, nice, cool morning, fresh air. And you know, this this week was the first week we started feeling some cold, so it was especially refreshing to see that sun come out and just shine on your face this morning. I don't know if I, I think I would argue it comes late, it, it actually came earlier, the first whiff of cold that we got here in Milwaukee, but... It snowed the other day. I think that yesterday, really was, yeah. yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. That's yes. the first. Oh, we should have led the, the show with that. But I mean, yesterday it was cold, wet, windy, rainy, snowy, sleety. I mean, uh, first like, day of winter. Like Z, all the above. I yes. mean, we got a little bit of everything yesterday in terms of precipitation, but no more today. The sun is shining. The sun is shining. Way to go, Bridget. Thank God for the sun shining. Because we are going to have a long day today, boys. Oh, boy. Senior bar crawl. You want to break the news? Yeah. Zach's got his shirt on already. He's ready to go. He's uh, fueling up with some electrolytes now because we got a long day ahead of us. Starting on campus, heading downtown, heading back to campus. At what? What's the schedule say? Heading back to campus at like midnight? Yeah, we, I'll be, uh, we tell them what the schedule I'll is. I'll be starting on campus at... 12 right after the show ends, uh, staying on campus for about half an hour, going downtown, and I'll be there till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. So if you want any signatures, come downtown. Oh, wow. uh, There's a list on my back of which bars I'm going to, so if you can wow. find me, there it is. Maybe you'll be posted on social media. <laughs> yeah, at GrubMUR on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us. We will not be documenting our afternoon because that would get really ugly but that's where we're all that's where we are at today we're gonna have some fun but first we have a great show coming up for you including an amazing interview as well at the top of the hour chris moore is going to join us chris the associate head coach for new hampshire men's basketball i taped this yesterday with chris and was so glad to sit down with him over the phone over zoom excuse me and had a lot of great words about marquette and their basketball program, they were just in the house last night, and that's where we're going to start the show with this morning. But we also have got uh, your Scott Boris <laughs> wordplay jokes that he wrote this week at the uh, baseball GM meetings, which are just, even if you're not a baseball fan, you're not a sports fan, this, I thought, was maybe my story of the week and how ridiculous it is and how much I love wordplay. 
We've also got your NFL Week 8, a Marquette basketball look-ahead as well. At the end of the show, we're going to look ahead to a big game on Monday, I guess, Illinois, and a lot more. So you can call us up at 414-288-7091. Again, 414-288-7091, or on Twitter and Instagram as well at grubmur but we'll start like we always start boys what was the best food you had this week either either one of you want to start yeah so yesterday i went to trader joe's first time in a while had to get some frozen food some easy to cook stuff yep um for uh for the coming weeks but i you know i had one of the meals last night right when i got home which first of all grocery shopping when you're hungry is a dangerous thing very, very Big dangerous eyes. thing. I want to say what like a like one of my middle school teachers was the first to tell me that because we were talking about just like doing math and like oh where do you need to do math and she was like at the grocery store if you need to like add things up well my phone can do that but anyways I'm at I'm at Trader Joe's walking through the frozen section boom 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 just grabbing everything I'm seeing because everything's looking good. I got a chicken tikka masala, an Indian like kind of ready to eat meal just put in the oven for like 20 minutes and then mixed it all up it was phenomenal would have it again which i will have it again because i got two of them so that's my best food i had this two, week two frozen meals you get the same kind i'm usually if i pick out frozen meals i'm getting one of a lot of different things so i respect your lack of diversifying well i got, I got a bunch of stuff but i just got two of those because they look so good yeah, so the best food I ate this week, guys, was the bomb Explorium Brew Pub. It is an Angus beef half-pound <coughs> burger. Oh, he's got the menu right in front of him. Topped with bacon, cheddar, provolone, Livingstone porter caramelized onions, and wrapped in pizza dough, and then baked. Do you hear me? Yeah, I heard, I heard it. I <laughs> heard it. you. Wrapped yes. in pizza dough and then baked? So it wasn't like there was any bun with it. It was everything on the burger. They wrapped it in that dough. It was kind of like a calzone, but you're eating a burger on the inside. Shout out to Explorium Brew Pub. They, uh, we, we went Big there. shout out. Shout out to Aiden's mom. Thank you for taking us out. Thanks for She's coming. listening. <laughs> visiting us. Uh, I'd never been there. It's pretty pretty nice place. You know, they have a lot of like selections for beer that they all make in-house, and it's it's a wide variety of selection too. Yeah, the, I mean, the most interesting of them definitely the hard root beer. And yeah, Matt got that. We tried it. Really good. Pretty tasty. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna go with Explorium as well. Not a burger though. I did have burger, but I'd rather talk about the drink that I had because food, drink. I, I like to get away from the think outside the box when it comes to these best foods of the week to switch it up. And the cranberry cheesecake, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to call it, sour ale, was amazing. So Explorium Brew Pub, this has just turned into a segment advertising Explorium because they were that awesome. And you're giving me this stink That's, face. That sounds like one of the one of the orders from like a, a Starbucks order, one of those long orders. What? Say it again. Cranberry. No, it was. It was ale. just the cranberry cheesecake is this, sour is this a, ale. Is this a TikTok? Is this a TikTok challenge ale? to yeah. to to harass the employees of Explorium? Or is this why, why are we harassing them? Aiden, that's ridiculous. It was great. Say, and Lizzie and I, Lizzie and I both time. had it. Cranberry cheesecake sour ale. Yes, I want to get the name, and I'm frantically googling while we uh, get back here on the show because, yeah, it was a fruited sour, five percent. It's a fall flavor. 
And you know what? There was less cheesecake than there was cranberry. And you're both laughing at me now. I'm gonna I should text Lizzie right now to call in and tell us tell both of us or both of you I should say how good it was. That sounds ridiculous. It was great. And I, it was be- I tried it. It was it was tasty, but I don't know if I'd be able to have the whole uh the whole the whole can, the whole glass. I think it'd be a, it'd be just be a lot. It'd be like having a cheesecake and a cranberry and a sour ale. Oh. Don't those two go together though? Wouldn't you argue those two go together? I I don't I don't know if I have an opinion on that one. Yeah, I've never had a cranberry cheesecake to be honest. <laughs> Well, all right. So maybe this is the first one in a while that we've had that has met some scorn from uh, us in the studio. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a text right now to Lizzie to because she was more of a fan than I was. So we're we're gonna get Lizzie to call up here and defend the cranberry cheesecake sour. Hopefully, she's also probably more of a fan of the salted caramel apple pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Three pumps. That's of- different. I'm gonna call this different because food. Excuse me, coffee. And beer, though they have a lot of similarities, this was just a similar put two things together. How many foods do we know that put two things together? This my is a pizza, two. My pizza dough and burger. There it is. There's yeah, exactly. So what's different than I can come right back at you and say why? Why can't you separate pizza from a burger, and why can't you separate cranberry from uh, cheesecake? Cheesecake from a sour ale. Like there's, I get the that's two just things, the type of beer. Have, I know, but then you got like other things going on. There are three words before you say ale. Correct? That no, no sour ale is just the type of. Some drink. might even say four if you count cheesecake as two words. <laughs> Some would even say that sour one word or sour ale. You, it's kind of like you know the word once you say sour. They know it's a sour ale. Either way, well, let's move on before we lose our minds here. Either way, suspicious choice of a uh, of a we'll call it a air quotes beer. <laughs> An ale is a beer. I don't know what to tell you. Next time we're gonna get we should get either Lizzie to call in or the people from Explorium to call in, and we will defend their honor. And we five minutes ago we were just saying how great Explorium was, and now you guys just tore it to pieces. So absolutely. Wow. Speaking of tearing things to pieces, the Marquette basketball team. 2-0, uh, tearing up the competition uh, in in some ways, not really in the others. I, but I like your attempt at the transition. We're, oh, getting, we're getting W's in the column. How are we looking? How All are right, we looking so at last doing night, it? So just for background, last night defeated New Hampshire 75-70. Was that the final score? We're going to look it 75-70 was the final 75, score. 75-70. Just got that off the top of my head. Earlier uh, this week, we played SIUE. I think we beat them by like 10 is nothing nothing crazy should be stomping on these teams but we're not who uh let's let's do a little rosebud thorn how about who are we liking who are oh, we not wow. liking okay who are we most excited for but we haven't seen it yet yeah so morcel we're liking he's been playing well uh daryl morcel big, big 10 defensive poi last year he can get it done on the offensive end of the court too which i think is a surprise to many people at the start of this season he's been getting it done he had 20 point or sorry let's see 26 last dude, night dude. against UNH and surprised a lot of people with his offensive abilities another guy i'm looking to grow kind of my my bud oso igadaro okay oso has taken over a lot of time from Kerr queth in the big man position and i expect that to continue as the season goes on uh just seeing his production He's good on the plus-minus. He can pass the ball. And he's just a presence on the inside that I think Kerr can be. But Kerr's got to get to a level where his hand-eye coordination kind of matches the the pace of play and the speed of the game. 
That's a good. I like that three. And Oso Iguodaro, we, we we definitely be remiss if we didn't talk about him because he's getting more and more time from a new coach regime, as opposed to last coaching regime with Wojo and Co. That he didn't see basically any time last season. So he's a guy to watch. Definitely that type of bud type, looking forward to type players. Only a second year guy. So good three by you, Zach. The Rosebud Thorne, I'll give you. Definitely the Rose last the last night. I know it was I know Daryl Morsel kinda took off in that second half, but it was also Justin Lewis's game. So last night, just just from a New Hampshire game perspective, Justin Lewis really dominated going deep into the paint. And in my head I kept saying it right as we were sitting at the game, Zach, right as he's from the from the tip on, I kept saying, Take it to the hoop, Justin, take it to the hoop, Justin, because against a, an America East opponent, and again, we'll talk to Chris Moore in a couple minutes, but having that inferior size that Justin Lewis, the guy's gained a lot of weight. He's put a lot of weight on. He looks taller. He looks bigger. I don't know if he gained some height as well, but that was his game last night in the paint. The thorn, I think, was Tyler Kolek going down, and he definitely had you know a lot of expectations coming in these first few games playing well both scoring and passing he's a real offensive threat but at the same time he tweaks his ankle last night comes in and out he's coming on the training bike and then coach smart puts him back in and he was just kind of off the rest of the night after injuring that ankle in the first half so that was something you don't want to see as a fan and somebody i'm looking forward to just to give you another name Olivier Maxence Prosper. He's getting a lot of time in the starting lineup. You can tell Coach Smart really trusts him. Got the transfer from Clemson, and he's a big guy, a big body. He kind of plays, he has that old kind of swingman type body where he's long and lean, but he has some muscle to him, and he can shoot from the three at the same time. So as I'm getting ready, and I'll tease this later on the show to broadcast the next game uh, for Marquette Radio against Illinois, I'm thinking about some like ham ham type wordplay jokes. And Olivier Max says Prosper, he wears number twelve. You know what Conor McGregor's whiskey is called? Proper twelve. Proper twelve. So we do a little Prosper twelve here. Oh. So I look thought. At that. I wonder. I really wonder. It's that much of a coincidence if Olivier Max says Prosper or Olmax, as he's known to the team and to the fans here, quickly, has he picked number 12 just for Conor McGregor? Is he that much of a fan? Now that I'm saying it, now now that it's coming out of my lips, I'm going to say no because he is Canadian. He's not Irish, so he might not be as much of a Conor McGregor fan, but you never know. So we've mentioned... Mitchell Just I, about everyone uh, that played last night, and we'd be remiss to not mention Cam Jones, Stevie Mitchell, David Joplin, and Amari yeah. Ellis. So, Steve, so Stevie Mitchell was my. Uh, Did you get my Rose bud, bud Thorn? Yeah, no, I have not. So Stevie Mitchell's my bud. You know, we've seen some good things out of him, but I think that the rest of the season for him is just only going to get brighter. You know, we've seen some, we've seen some, he's a high energy guy. He seems like the guy that comes into the building with a smile on his face every day, ready to play hard on both ends. He's quick, he's scrappy, he's, hate to say, he's everything we wanted Greg Elliott to be. Yeah, he's very scrappy. He had five fouls last night, and the guy sitting next to me called him a hack. And I, I kind of <laughs> like that. He's a hack. He he was, and I like it. Yeah, hack, has, hack, yeah. hack has a negative you, connotation. You know, you know who you hate playing yeah, basketball against? A hack. Yeah. You got five fouls to use. He used them all, and he was definitely I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with both of you here. Hack is definitely a negative term, and especially in basketball, especially in sports. 
You know who else? If is you're a, hack? a golf hack, all you right, can't right, hit. All right, we're gonna hold that thought until the post, you know, Marquette basketball discussion. But that's yeah. coming back to bite you, Aiden. It's coming back to bite you. Why? My, I'm not. I'm my, not criticizing Stevie Mitchell. Ba- back to my rosebud thorn. You know, so now my rose. It's gonna be the same as you, Aiden. Justin Lewis. You know, he's yep. he's built like. I mean, he could if he played a different sport and had a different lifting regimen. This kid could be a defensive end. I mean, he he's an athlete. He's his legs Thank are like Thank tree trunks. Oh man! And that's something that I said last year. I mean, you can find it on the tapes. You can find it in, <laughs> in conversations. He's thick built. He's a good athlete. Here's what I want to see from him, though. You know, right now he's shooting 14% from the three-point line. Now, he hasn't shot that many. He hasn't shot that many. But if you're not a great three-point shooter, take it when you're wide open every once in a while. One, maybe two a game if you're really feeling it. But make your money in the paint. Make your money in the paint, bruising around, using that muscle you put on, using that work that you did in the weight room. That's where you're going to make the biggest uh, the biggest difference. And the more you stay in the paint, the more offensive rebounds you're going to get, the more uh, defensive rebounds that you're going to get, and the more you can really build that presence. Because we you know we have we have oh so oh we got a call. Yes, let's, sir. Let's pick up the call. So we've gotten off on the wrong foot here this morning with a couple disagreements. And the biggest one I just mentioned was the cranberry cheesecake sour that I put as my best food this week. And joining us now is our beloved roommate, Lizzie Cagle, who also ordered this same drink and probably loved it more than I do. Lizzie, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, the cranberry sour cheesecake was honestly one of the best sours I have ever had. It was delicious, and I'd order it wow. 10 out of 10 again. How long is your Starbucks order? Do you make the employees <laughs> cry when you put in your mobile order and it's 20 lines long? Is, is that you, oh, yeah. Lizzie Cagle? That, that is me, but I work with uh, Starbucks. You're losing me here, Lizzie. You're losing me. But, <laughs> We're on no, the same team here. <laughs> I, blame, I blame Starbucks for making their drink orders no. extremely long. No. And we blame Explorium so, Brewpub for making uh, a cranberry sour Lizzie. cheesecake. <laughs> Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie, we were ready to go to war together, and then I j- you I'm just sorry, lost either. me. Lizzie, is it is it right that I is it correct that my understanding is that you guys have an inter squad uh, throwing match off? Oh, that is gosh, correct. I'm today? currently calling from there right now. How, oh how's gosh. it going? How, how's the team looking? How are the arms feeling? What, what are we thinking for this uh, this indoor season coming up? Yeah, no, team's looking really good. Um, our javelin throwers are warming up right now, so excited to see them. Our only freshman's a jab, so it's going to be great to see her finally throw. Um, we had some great-looking shopper throwers today. It's going to be a good season, and Waite was looking really great. Ali Flando had some flying, so did Vincent Beaudry, so it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year for us. And we're excited to follow along Marquette track and field indoor season starting up quite soon. Lizzie, you're, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's coming up. I'm very confident in, in my banner deal with you. I, I think I'm going to be out like $200 in a banner by the end of this, uh, this I, track and field season. Yeah, I was pretty close today. I was pretty close today, Ryan. Oh, that's uh, the th- thanks for letting me know. <laughs> What's this deal? Real quick before we let you go. What's the banner deal? deal. If any of the girls can get first place in Marquette history in their event, they get a banner. What's they get it a banner. Say? From you, you're gonna buy it. Yeah, they're gonna get a banner. What do you mean? What's it gonna say? First place in Marquette yeah, history. Get the <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd, I'd hope that see. the university gets them a banner. I, I, I may have to. I made yeah, that's the university has to get. Yeah, I'm gonna get them like a like a <laughs> personal <laughs> banner. Okay. A personal. That, like that, a small. that was before I figured out how good Lizzie was at shot put throw when I made that bet. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Yeah, sorry, Brian. <laughs> All right. 
uh, I also want to say sorry to you, Lizzie, because I thought we were going to go two first two like a I'm dog sorry. fight here. I'm sorry. Or I guess dog fights one on one, but uh, we both I, love the sour. the sour. I'll agree with the sour. Okay, so we may have to. We may have to. Ba- I okay, may have to Michael. backtrack on my sour pick. What did you say? Oh, you didn't know. What? You can't backtrack on your sour. Well, I, I called you up to defend the sour with me, and then Zach asked the perfect follow-up, how much time does it take Brian, to order your Starbucks Brian drink? Excuse me, Brian. Yeah, and I apologize. I, I've never been on that team, so I, I'm sorry. At this sure. at this stage of the argument, I can't be on your team anymore. Lizzie, good okay. luck today. I will fix my Starbucks order for you. <laughs> good luck today. I appreciate okay. you calling in anyway, and we'll be looking of forward course. to the rest of the season, all right? Of course. Bye, right. guys. See you at home. There is our beloved neighbor, Lissy Cagle. And oh, I think was... we have to leave it at rest there. And yeah. I, I don't think it's worth yeah. going back I can't, to. I don't think I can get back up off um, that. I, I will not be getting pretty, off the Pretty bat. early in the morning to get absolutely knocked out like <laughs> yeah. that in a, in a, in a listen, beer we're, discussion. We were listen. talking Conor McGregor earlier. You just knocked him out with a couple of words. Yeah, that's listen, fastest knockout in UFC history. I don't right know. There. We're going to be a team here. And I'm going to come back against your hack argument coming up uh, later on the show. But first, you can join us on the phone lines at 414-288-7091 or on Twitter and Instagram at GrubMUR. That first uh, track and field meet, December 3rd at Notre Dame, blue and gold invite. There you have it. Blue and gold. Does Notre Dame call themselves blue and gold? Uh, Yes. Huh. Interesting. I mean, that's not their, like, mascot. They're the Fighting Irish, but no, blue and gold. Blue yeah. and gold. I thought I always thought they were more of a green school, you know, because they are the Fighting right. Irish. But that's a good That's a good point. All right, we're going off the rails here. I mean, real who, who am I to say? So <laughs> back to Marquette basketball. Yeah, so I was saying Stevie Mitchell is kind of what I'm looking forward to for the rest of the season. Justin Lewis is what I'm like, you know, love what I've seen so far. Loved what I saw last year, kind of the improvement from last year to this year. Probably my biggest, like, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, hate on any of the players yet, but. Tyler Kolick. Okay, wow. Went 0 for 5 from 3-pointer last night. He was injured. He was injured. He went 0 for 5 from 3. Don't injured. take threes if you're injured. Um, Simple shot. as that. Simple I think five, five threes is conservative for him based on these fast few games. He's putting up 8 to 10 threes. And, and I get that he does want to be the facilitator and he wants to be able to pass the ball to everybody else, but I think he's going to find a time that he can't be that guy and he has to be the guy that gets aggressive and takes shots. And you're not going to be able to do that if every single time you want to pass the ball. Just, just a thought. I don't understand. Just a thought. I don't understand the logic there. I, just a I hear it. But you got to be aggressive more often if you're going to be aggressive when when we need it to be. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I still don't. So you're saying he can be ag- he has to be aggressive shooting and all, passing all all the time, shooting. You know, there's a, there's all. I mean, you also got to spread the wealth. The he whole can team. pass I mean, the ball, all, Brian. Yeah. We, we no, watched Marcus Howard for two years. I know he can, so. but he's from what I've seen so far, he's. It's like a seven. Like it seems like he wants to pass the ball seventy percent of the time. I would is, agree with that, which, which is all right. Thing. I think it should be a little more fifty-fifty. If he's okay. that good of a shooter, which which is what he's been branded as, all right, he Brian. should be firing that rock up. Okay, he should be firing that rock I understand. up. Gotta, okay, I, put, I get what you're saying. We got to put points up on the board. It's and that's going to be I think I, something that we struggle with all shots, season long. I get you. the The shots for Marquette did not fall last night. If you watched that game. Uh, especially in that first half. And then the second half, New Hampshire came right out of the gate and was making everything. Nick Guadarrama, oh the big my. guy. And we'll get to Chris Moore here in a second, but 
he has a lot of praise for Nick Guadarrama being their Swiss Army Knife type guy. Zach, I mean, we watched Nick play. He was draining every shot, especially that beginning of the second half. 6'5", 225, sophomore, forward. Nick Guadarrama. No, they're both seniors. No, Nick? Him and Jaden Martinez, both seniors. He's a senior? Yep. So that dude can ball. Like, we saw him pregame, moving around. We didn't think he could move very much. He can push people around. He's got a big body. He can shoot the ball lights out with pressure on him. Like, you got Oso in his face, and he's shooting high arc in threes from NBA distance because they did end up painting over that uh, three-point line that we – did we mention it last, last Not episode? on the show, but definitely show. it's been talked about a lot. So the Bucks, they're playing on the Bucks court. The Bucks court has a three-point line. They finally painted over it um, to kind of match the floor. And uh, – I'm not sure if it changed the game as much this game, but kids were shooting threes, and this New Hampshire team was hitting them left and right. And when they needed it, number 24? Jaden Martinez. Jaden Martinez. He made some big threes down the stretch. Jaden or JD? Jaden. <laughs> but you know what? We were at the game, and the PA announcer kept saying, I, it sounded like he kept saying JD Martinez. And Mike Jakubowski, Mike on the mic, Marquette alum down there doing the PA at Pfizer Forum. It definitely sounded like J.D. Martinez, so a lot of correlation there. Uh, but let's get to Chris Moore, 414-288-7091. Again, 414-288-7091. We taped this yesterday. I was blessed to sit down with Chris, and I think it's still relevant after especially a closer game last night. Here he is, Notre Dame, oh my gosh, New Hampshire, Mets basketball associate head coach, Chris Moore. We now welcome a very, very, very special guest. He is in his 17th season on the bench for New Hampshire men's basketball as associate head coach. He is in town live from Milwaukee as New Hampshire is taken on Marquette from Pfizer Forum. He is a Massachusetts native, and he's here to give us the scouting report from the Wildcats. He is Mr. Chris Moore. Coach, how are you? Thanks thanks for doing this. Yeah, this is great, man. Uh, yeah, doing uh, doing great. As you know, the start of the season, everybody's uh, – Everybody's all excited, so it's uh, it's good. It's good to be on your show. Awesome. We appreciate it. We're uh, taping this on a Friday on game day. Let's start with what you see from the Golden Eagles. We've we've talked off air, and you've told me that you know, you've been preparing for meetings and for days before this game. And what do you see really as just the biggest problem your, your team could run into tonight with Marquette? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I think a lot of things. I think probably the first thing that that really jumps off the page is, um, you know, it's just the energy and kind of the effort that they're playing with. Um, you know, whenever whenever a new coach comes in and maybe a little bit of a new style, you know, the excitement's obviously there, um, especially defensively with them, you know, pressuring the ball and, um, being up on the ball press and pressing off free throws and, you know, uh, you know, shock is really trying to, trying to get a, you know, it's still a, just a, just an energy really, um, you know, very simple offensively, but simple, but hard to guard. You know, if you hear what I'm saying, they're really spreading it out. And, and I think given, given their guys, the freedom to just play off the dribble and, and shoot a lot of threes and, you know, they took 41 threes, I believe, against Bowie State in their exhibition or so. Um, you know, he's kind of letting them go a little bit. So they're playing super, super fast, you know, on makes and misses. So we, the, the problems, I guess I just listed about uh, seven of them. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge, no doubt. Chris Moore joining us from University of New Hampshire. 
Let's flip the script and talk about your team. What what do you think your team provides offensively or defensively? You just talked about, you know, Coach Smart's new staff and how hard it is um, to possibly guard against them or defend against them. But what do you think either either both sides of the ball that you think could stymie Marquette tonight? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, they're going to push the pace. So, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's a lot harder said than done. I think we got to really try to control the pace as much as we can. Um, again, when, when you play against a pressing team, it always sounds good that you want to control the pace, but you know, you still want to be aggressive and, um, yeah, I, I think defensively, you know, we're, we're a defensive minded group. Um, we always have been, you know, I've been with coach Harrion for 17 years. He got the job in, um, 2005, June of 2005. And I came with him a week after he got the job. So, I've been with him a long time and, and um, you know, he's been in a lot of basketball games. He's coached over 900 games as a head coach. So we'll be ready. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now whether we can execute and, you know, um, just kind of, just kind of hang around and hang around and stay in it is, you know, that's going to be the question. A player that, you know, a lot of New Englanders from your area are, are very familiar with from Marquette is Tyler Kolek. And he's sure. a Rhode Island native, you know, plays sure. for the Millsex Magic close to your, close to where you're at, um, you're originally North Andover guy, um, or right now, I should say, what, what have you seen from Tyler and, you know, how much of a threat is he on either side of the ball? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, yeah, we've known, we've known Tyler a long time. You know, we, you know, tried to recruit him early on in his, in his younger, younger high school days. Um, but I think, uh, the one thing with him is just really his, his confidence, you know, very savvy, um, what I didn't really know, well, you know, obviously everybody knows he can shoot the ball and, and, uh, you know, he's a very good three point shooter, but I think he's making a little bit of a transition. It looks like to playing a little bit more on the ball, a little bit more point. Um, he's a terrific passer. I mean, he just, and, and those guys, he gets those guys shots. He gets those guys in the right spots. Um, very unselfish. So I, I think he's, he's probably, you know, going through a little bit of an adjustment, playing a little bit different position most of the time. Um, but he's, you know, he's just, I think his confidence is, oh, he's always been a confident kid. Um, you know, not going to get rattled. You know, he's going to make big shots for these guys, you know, d- down the road. And once they get into big East and, you know, once they get into conference play, he's going to be a really good player here. Yeah. Not to, to, not to look too far ahead, but obviously you just mentioned the big East. You're going to Providence right after this game to play yet another Big East opponent in the Friars. Does scheduling, you know, two Big East teams back to back have anything to do with your perception of the conference this year? If it should be, you know, stronger in the minds of your team? No, I mean, you know, it's just kind of how the schedule, you know, fell. We, you know, we normally we try to play, you know, we try to play a little bit closer to home. You know, we'll try to play BC, we'll try to play UConn, we'll try to play Providence and those guys, but. um yeah, it's just kind of. I, I think it's just kind of how it fell. We normally don't like to play back-to-back Big East, uh, <laughs> Big East opponents, um, especially uh, you know these two programs, who are very kind of very a little similar. You know, you know Providence is pressing a little bit too, so um, so we'll, we'll get a lot of uh, we'll get a lot of practice tonight with the press. But um, but yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. It just kind of fell the way it fell. New Hampshire out of the America East has two players on the preseason all-conference team. They're both senior forwards, Nick Guadarrama and Jane Martinez. Guadarrama, he leads your team in points per game with 14. 
And then Martinez leads the entire conference shooting 40, uh, 43% from, from three. So without giving your entire game plan away, yeah. what, what have you seen from those two guys so far? Uh, I know the season is young, but you know, arguably the ba- two biggest difference makers on your team. Yeah. You know, those guys are, um, they're older guys. You know, I think that's a, that, that is a positive too, coming into a game like this, you know, they've kind of been through the wars. They, they, they know the deal. Um, I don't think they're going to get rattled too much. Uh, they played in a lot of college basketball games. You know, they're both seniors. Um, but yeah, they're both good players. I mean, Jaden, you know, Jade Martinez is from San Antonio, Texas. We've actually had a, uh, quite a pipeline from Texas over the past, you know, eight or nine years. Um, and he's kind of the latest one. And when we got him as a freshman, you know, he had some growing pains as a freshman. He, you know, he wasn't real physical and strong, and but he could always shoot it. He had good skill. Um, he wasn't on the all-rookie team as a freshman. Didn't make an all-conference team as a sophomore. And last year made the jump all the way to first-team all-conference. I know it was a little bit of a shortened season, but, um, you know, he made a huge jump um, from sophomore to junior year. And he's kind of continued it. He's really grown up. You know, he's matured. He's, you know, he's, he's a man now. I mean, he's almost probably 22, 23 years old. And, um, but his shooting, he can really shoot the basketball. And the thing with Jaden is we're kind of moving him to a little bit different position. You know, we're moving him, you know, more kind of to, to the wing and on the perimeter a little bit um, rather than kind of a front court guy. Um, but uh, but he's, he's, he's made the adjustment pretty well. And, and Nick, you know, Nick's kind of our, you know, he's like our jet, you know, he's like our Swiss army knife, man. He, he can do a lot of everything. He can pass it. He's got a really good IQ. He can play around the basket. Um, you know, he can shoot threes. He just, he's, he just brings a lot to our team. I think a lot of our stuff kind of goes through him, you know, now at, at, in a game like this, you know, he's going to probably struggle a little bit scoring around the basket because he's not real big. Um, but, but he's just so crafty. Like he, he's, he, he's just, he's just a really good basketball player. It's kind of hard to explain his game, but um, those guys have been great for us and they've gotten better and better every year. And our win totals have gone up every year. So it's, you know, it's been a good, it's been good. Yeah. You talk about your win totals growing and you mentioned that I've mentioned to you, you've been with New Hampshire for 17 seasons. How, how have you seen the program change or the school change um, you said you came in right under Coach Bill Harian, who's been there for as long as you have. How have you seen you know the program change throughout your years? Yeah, I, I think the um, probably the biggest change is uh, you know Coach has such a uh, he's been around, so he he's got a reputation. Um, and when you've been in it as long as he had and has, and has coached as many games, you know there's a respect level. You know, and I think it took a while for us, you know, when we first got the job and just to instill culture of, you know, hard play and competitiveness and just kind of the, the foundations you need in order to to build a program. If you don't have that to start, you, you, it's going to be a long process. But I think the biggest growing thing is now we don't sneak up on anybody anymore. I mean, we, you know, we we're, we're respected. They know we're going to play hard. They know we're going to rebound. They know we're going to compete. They know we're going to, you know, we're going to scratch and claw. And, you know, I know Coach Smart, I mean, shoot, we've played him. Think about this. I mean, we've been at New Hampshire for 17 years. We played him when he was at VCU. We played him when he was at Texas. And now we're playing him at Marquette. So, wow. 
yeah. So he, he's changed schools and, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're in the same spot, but um, so he knows us, he knows coach, he, he knows the way we play, the way we, you know, the way we go about it. And so trust me, we're not walking in tonight and they're, they're going to be ready for us. Believe me. Yeah. How much has your team discussed playing in Pfizer forum, you know, a larger arena than, than that of Lundholm gym where you guys play, maybe how it could, you know, affect shooting, being in the home bucks arena or even yeah. just, you know, how excited they are to play tonight. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's just a little bit bigger than, than, uh, than our gym at home, but uh, <laughs> no, you know, we don't talk about it too much. You know, again, it's, you know, it, it is a little, obviously it's a different, different atmosphere and, um, you know, there's going to be 13, 15,000 people there tonight, I'm sure. And, you know, um, trying to get behind these guys and, and uh, yeah, we don't, we don't really talk about it too much. It's like I said, some of these guys, we've got some older guys that have been around a little bit. So, you know, maybe the shooting has a little bit of an effect, but you know, you just try to get over there like for shoot arounds and, and just try to get a feel for the place and uh, as much as, you know, as much as you can, but, um, but uh, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, last last big one, and we'll end with a non basketball one. Have you been oh, good. impressed like with the city of Milwaukee? Uh, I'm, I've been I've been impressed. I've I've known the city of Milwaukee. Believe it or not, I actually went to um, I went to high school in Chicago. I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. Um. So and went back out. I went to went to college out out in the East Coast and kind of stayed out there after school. So I've been I've been coming to Milwaukee. Trust me, I know all about Summerfest. I've been coming to Summerfest <laughs> for a long, long time. Well, I have been I have been in a while, but uh, back in my high school and college days, I know all about uh, Milwaukee in the summer. It's a great city. That is awesome. Well, he is a Milwaukee veteran, a Midwest born coach. And he's now an East Coast transplant. But coach, we just want to wish you good luck. We will be there tonight and also just well wish it well, excuse me, well wishes on a great West rest of the season. We appreciate it. Yeah, awesome, Aiden. We now welcome a there very, very, very special Thank you. Chris Moore joining us on Games and Grub on Marquette Radio. Great interview with Chris. Is that, is that our first head coach interview? Associate. Associate, Associate coach. coach. So for, but first, like, D1. Coach. Coach. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. There I guess is. so. Aiden, that was a great, great interview before, before the game, and it definitely got published out there a lot before the game. People were looking, what is this UNH team going to bring against Marquette? And they brought exactly what you mentioned and what Coach Moore mentioned in those two seniors. Yep, Nick Guadarrama and Jane Martinez just tip our tip our hats to them as MU moves on from New Hampshire without, but not without a fight. So you can call us about that game or previewing next game against Illinois, which we'll do at the end of the show at 414-288-7091. Again, 414-288-7091. We mentioned today is a big day for us with uh, the senior bar crawl. Shush. Um, but really how it ties in, you met, you asked me, Aiden, how does this tie in to Sports Talk Radio? Well, I'll tell you. It's a long, drawn-out process, but it starts at step one with this amazing soundbite from the one and only Colin Coward. We played Joey Molinaro's impression of him talking about Tom Brady's hat being on backwards, which is notoriously Colin's one of... There are different rules... For different people. Thank you. 
Colin is notoriously a fan of quarterbacks wearing their hat forwards, not backwards. He think that's he thinks that signifies you know, some sort of professionalism, and he's known for his analogies to the American workplace. Let's just say that. And he had another gem that I found, and once I heard it, I knew it had to be on Games of Grub today, comparing quarterbacks to his family's restaurant business and how restaurants are played out and and run and owned in America. Let's play the clip. And you can have a great waterfront location. You can have a great staff. You can have a clean kitchen, clean bathrooms. The menu can be fantastic. The cocktails are great. If you don't get the food right, you close your doors in six months. You got to get the food right. Conversely, if you get the food right, you can have a terrible location. How many of us have gone to restaurants in bad locations? They call them dives, and the food's amazing. And you keep going back and back and back and back. And by the way, I've gone to dives, and they don't really necessarily have great service, but the food gets me back. If you can't get the quarterback right in this league, as a coach, we'll question your legacy. How great. I mean, this guy just keeps giving us the American food analogies, the restaurants. I saw Zach. We hadn't, I hadn't played this for you guys before we came in today. And I just see your face light up saying he'll just go back and back and back to the same restaurant, even if it's a dive. And the food's amazing. And you keep going back and back and back and back. <laughs> That's a great analogy. He he does yeah, let's grade out that a, analogy. He does it on a daily basis. That's the thing. Oh, hundred percent. I, I used to listen to a lot of the herd. Like I want to say, senior year of high school, he'd probably he was probably my my most listened to sports radio. I hate that personality. <laughs> and and I mean, speaking something we talked about earlier today, Starbucks orders. He can he compares things to different Starbucks orders. He he compares things to to picking your coffee up in the morning, to grabbing your dry cleaning on the way home from work. We heard him last week talking about your work life. Anything you do in your daily life, he can compare it to sports. I cut it out because he that was the prelude to this take, but his family has been that's what his wife does, that's what his father-in-law does, and he sounds sounds like he's never heard of what a dive is before. They call them dives, but he keeps going back and back and back and the food's amazing and you keep going back and back and back and back so you sound like you sound like boomer chris berman at the home run derby back 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 and the food's amazing and you keep going back and back and back and back 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 <laughs> so part part of radio is definitely trying to get in that living room try to relate to the people that are listening to your show he does that very well with the american workplace and and kind of american being of life way of life we do it in more of a college way i'd say yeah great transition um and speaking of the bar crawl today is that what we want to get into like let's do do a quick deep dive deep dive into the bar crawl quick so so quick deep dive first of all shout out christian cruz thank you for setting this up seriously Um, shout out to christian he's like a one-man army when it comes to event planning and uh and I know, like, he's a senior at Marquette who has organized this entire operation. Yeah, we, we went to go pick up our T-shirts, and the line, if you know Marquette's campus, it goes out of Caffrey's. The line went and wrapped around Walgreens, which, like, is ridiculous. Said over 900 people are yeah, signed up for this bar call. Over 900 people. It's going to be a disaster. It's you should, be, be, you like, should be jealous if you're not coming. Yeah. You really <laughs> should be. Um, and if you don't make it out downtown Milwaukee today, I mean, just do it. Find a way. Get, hop on a plane. Get out here to Milwaukee because at 12 o'clock, 
It starts at Caffrey's. All right, so 12 to 3 on campus bar, Caffrey's. What do you think? Starting off the day, you get a free drink ticket at that bar. You taking that drink ticket, you cashing it in right at 12? Yeah, I mean, probably. I can't well, we get off the air at 12. As, so. as, as soon as I get to Caffrey's, I'm cashing <laughs> it. I don't know if that's going to be at 12. See, 12 to 3 for a 14-hour bar crawl, I, I look at that and I'm like, I don't have to show up until 2, 2.30 and do a quick, quick calf stop. Because if I can make that 14-hour day turn into a 12-hour day, you know what I say. What do we What do we eat before? Is the first question because you already know what Mac Jones is having. He's having spaghetti, steak, and eggs. So what are you having? Uh, I was gonna make some eggs before we left for the studio, but did not have time. I have some (laughs) eggs, some andouille sausage, some uh, some Munster cheese. Probably probably see what I can uh, fashion up with uh, with those three things, and then. But see, my thing is, if, if I eat too much, then I'm like sludgy for the whole day. Sludgy. And people people can relate to that. Yeah. But if it I happens. don't eat enough, I get hungry, and then I eat too much later, and then I'm sludgy halfway through the day. So I got to hit that sweet spot and eat the perfect amount. And I think, I think I'm going to hit it. I think I'm going to hit the stride. 12 to 3 Caffrey's, 2 to 5 Red Rock, 2 to 5 McGillicuddy's, back and forth there, 4 to 7 Brothers, 6 to 8 The Harp. Matt's not a big fan of this one, but we have 8 to 11 RWB Milwaukee. <laughs> you got me messed up if you think I'm spending three hours at RWB. Trinity 10 to 12, and then finish it off back on campus at Murphy's from 11 to 2. It's going to be a long day, boys. Yeah, long day. I think I'm going to want to get to campus, back to campus right at 11. Like right, as soon as that like Murphy's spot opens, I want to be back on we're, I mean, we're going to be beat. We're going to be tired. We're going to be, you know... Little, uh, little out of it. Right when, uh, right when Zach brought the transition of sports talk radio, we give you the college perspective. We had Da join us a couple of weeks ago. What was that? Last week or two weeks ago? And it it turned into a clip. If you listen to the interview then, and if you listen to the interview now. It turned into a lot of booze talk, and I did not envision it. If you hear me, and you'll hear me in this clip, uh, <laughs> um, can we say that on air? Yeah. He yeah. just said, he, so Brian, shout, just shout out to uh, shout out to the moms of the world, especially the moms that are listening. Um, <laughs> Actually, I want to, I want to, I have one to raise <laughs> to you too. The bar crawl is nothing to be nervous about. We can promise you that. So free shuttles so provided. Free, yeah, free so shuttles. Free if you're not in the studio here, Brian's mom, he just showed me I just I'm trying to get through my take and he just showed me a text from his mom saying I'm nervous. The bar crawl is making me nervous. <laughs> so and then I'll raise you one here, Brian. And uh mom, I'm totally exposing your text here. But she says, uh, Gatorade with Sudafed before you go out, water and beer. Have fun, make memories. Hey, at least she knows you're not going to make any memories. You're going to forget all about it, by the way, Aiden. So right oh, off the bat, there you can't go. Be, we're not too, can't go too far down that route. My mom hasn't said anything. She probably just wants me to have a blast. Right, Mom? <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but DA. Yeah, before we get to – yeah, before, uh, before we go anywhere else, <clears throat> excuse me, DA joined us last week, and I thought it was the perfect time to bring this audio back, just posted it on our social media feeds. I feel like he will be the voice of reason behind me, maybe behind us two on Games and Grub of how we're going to go about this day. He brought it back. This We're bringing back the booze tirade, which may be a top 10 moment of Games and Grub this year. 
we got into the tirade of all tirades about how DA has improved or not improved or <laughs> waned in his productivity throughout his drinking career. You going out to the bar with your buddies, what's the third drink you're ordering? So that would only take place if I've started off with two hard drinks, okay? I remember my my first day at a bar, my older cousin brought me, I think I was like 18 years old. He sneaks me into the bar, he knew the bartender, and he's like, you can order whatever you want. And I went right down the tap, and I'm like, okay, I want a Guinness. Okay, now I want a Miller Lite. Okay, now I want a Woodchuck Cider. Okay, now I want this. And by the end of it, he's just laughing, like, you know how sick you're going to be if you just keep mixing everything? <laughs> and of course, the next day, like, I couldn't move. I just wanted to vomit everywhere. So so now, 20 years into my drinking career or more, I know you got to stay pretty consistent. I'm a bourbon guy. You start off the day or the, you know, at the, at the bar, you have a bourbon on ice, a bourbon deep, something like that. And then you mix it up. I would only go a light beer there, a Pilsner, a lager, something like that, because I've found that if you're mixing the heaviness of, you know, a heavy beer, an IPA, a double IPA, a out with a mixed drink with hard alcohol with a pilsner or a lager or a colch you're gonna you're gonna knock yourself around you guys are probably fine like whatever you put in front of me i can drink like that's i assume that the kids at marquette just drink whatever is put in front of them and they're good the next day you pop up you do it again you've been anti-seltzer on the show a lot yes and yeah frankly hard. the college culture that's a lot of what you'll see is there any comment on that yeah, there's a big comment. I, I don't understand this. You know, I've had two seltzers <laughs> in my life, and both of them tasted awful. They, they tasted like a little cough syrup combined with, you know, uh, a tonic. And I'm like, well, beer tastes good. Beer tastes really good. So if you wanted to drink something fizzy in a can, just keep drinking beer because it tastes better than this sugar water. Now, people will say, well, it's lower calories. I, honestly, I don't think so. I think they're, it's a different kind of calorie. Maybe it's not like the, the normal hops calorie that you're getting in a, in a Miller Lite or a, a regular domestic beer, but it's still sugar calories. And if it's not because it's artificially flavored, that's awful for you as well. So the, the health benefit of the seltzers, I'm just like, come on, everybody. Are we serious? If you really say I feel bloated after drinking too many beers, I mean, then just drink hard alcohol. There's a, there's a, we're living in this day and age where there's a million vodkas and a million tequilas and a million bourbons and a million whiskeys like that. There's no excuse for needing, I can't imagine a good reason to have to drink trash sugar water seltzer. And then I see some of these, these flavors like bomb pop flavor. Who, why would you ever need what you drink to taste like, uh, like an ice cream dessert? Like that's not why I drink beer. That's not why I get drunk. It's not why I enjoy alcohol. It's not so that it tastes like candy. It's because it tastes like beer or it tastes like bourbon or it tastes like tequila. So I, I just, I, I can't understand this. If you don't like the taste of alcohol, then don't drink alcohol. That's, I mean, then just suck on a, like a, a ring pop or something. Damon Mendelara, DA, joining us here on Games Grub. I did not know we were going to go this far into the booze rabbit hole. Full disclosure, we are 21. All it's probably us. my most offensive take and polarizing take for a lot of people because the, <laughs> the seltzer industry is booming these days. So clearly I'm on an island here, but I've tasted two of them. That's all I need to know. I can't go back.
Beer tastes good. Beer tastes really good. Beer tastes really good. Beer tastes good. So that will be our mantra this afternoon. Beer tastes good. 414-288-709-BEER. 414-288-709-BEER. I can confidently say this. I think I'm going to start the day off on a seltzer just for you, DA. (laughs) I know you're listening to this. Beer tastes really good. So before we lose our minds anymore, and again, we go into way too much booze today, let's move on to Scott Boris. And I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Scott Boris, who is probably the most powerful agent, definitely in all of baseball, maybe in all of sports. Uh, you can throw up Rich Paul. You can throw up um, uh, who's the Gronk? Who's Gronk? Drew Rosenhaus from football. We're really going off the rails here. Can you tell? Scott Boris the other day at MLB's GM meetings gives us an all-time soundbite that's way too long. He talked about he talked for about an hour to reporters, and he has a lot of free agents coming up, as you could probably imagine, this offseason. So he lets he lets it rip talking about how he should, you know, really advertise his players and how much his teams are how much teams are missing out on his guys blah 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 and he goes into this tirade about each one of his players with the worst worst wordplay you could ever imagine so we're going to play some bed music here i'm going to give you guys the 12 okay and we're going to go through and find we're, we'll grade out each one and then at the end we'll give you the best wordplay which might be hard to find, and the worst. So are we ready? I'm ready. Let's get it going. So let's start in chronological order. Scott Boris, as we said, he has a lot of free agents on the market. One of them that a lot of Midwest fans are fans of is Chris Bryant, who won the World Series with the Chicago Cubs. Now he's with the San Francisco Giants. He was there on a rental. Now he's a free agent. Boris says, for me, Chris, he's tall in stature, kind of like the Sean Connery of Major League Baseball. Positional versatility makes him untouchable, has Bond-like abilities to create a great middle of the lineup, always red hot in the hunt for October. He's an extraordinary gentleman in a league of his own. Bryant has many roles. They're all hits. Lot to build off there. Lot to build off with Scott Boris. So obviously he's going with the James Bond hunt for Red Hot and the hunt for October. Just off the bat, how can you tell what we're gonna what we're gonna see here from Scott Boris? Just yeah, based it's, off it's not gonna be great. He's he's stretching. I'll give him the versatility. Yeah, untouchable. I, I'll give him that. I, I like the vers- the versatility, untouchable. He he he's hitting the major themes, but he's playing the hits. Yeah. That's a that's a lot to it's it's biting off more than you can chew here for this first. And then the end there, the end there. I think you got to read it on again. <laughs> a so, legend, an extraordinary gentleman in a league of his own. He has many roles. They're all hits. <laughs> Let's move on to number two. So that's a strong first candidate, Michael Conforto of the Mets, also a free agent this year, lefty slugger. Quote. Here's Boris. Conforto has kind of been the king of diamonds. Little League World Series, College World Series. As a Met, he has been an all-star. He has been a pennant winner. He's huge in a World Series. He basically has become the king of queens. And in free agency now, he's the ace of many GM's hearts. So he's going on like a really 
really card-based. Really card-based <laughs> wordplay here. This is the one that got a lot of circulation because Mets GM Sandy Alderson, he was told what Scott Boris said about his player, Michael do, Conforto. Do we think Scott Boris is writing all these himself? Oh, I think so, because they're so bad. I think they're all bad, <laughs> as we get on here later on. But uh, just to finish up with Alderson, he gets to the podium, and somebody asks him, what did you think about Scott Boris saying Michael Conforto is the ace of many general managers' hearts? And he, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> as a Matt, he's been an all-star, blah, 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 king of diamonds, queens. And he says, yeah, I'd, I'd characterize those comments as sort of a blowhard in a house of cards. So that's what uh, Sandy Alderson had said after these comments. Let's move on to the third. The vacancy of the Mets general manager. They cannot fill this hole right now uh, with their general manager. Sandy Alderson, I just mentioned he's the um, correction. He's the president of baseball ops, president of the team. Quor- Boris, quote, there are 29 teams that have their big carts out there. And they're filling them up. Look at maybe the old adage. What's upsetting the Big Apple cart? And it might be that it's rather unattended at the moment. I'm sure that will be there. And we know that in our shopping malls, we're very welcoming to the Big Apple cart. You're shaking your head, Zach. It's, an, no it's an old adage. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what is this dude? Who's he trying to relate to here? Yeah. I, I, got, a, I got a good one. Can I, can I scroll down a little bit? We're going down the list one by one, Brian. One, one by one. Once we get to your face, I'm excited. I don't like that one. one. I'm liking yours. the first one so far. Chris Bryant. So Scott Boris is 69. So let's keep in mind what, what kind of references he's pulling here. Marcus Simeon, star shortstop, used to play for the Toronto Blue Jays. Now he's a free agent. Here's Boris. Quote, in Marcus's case, he brings a charge to the batter's box. He insulates the middle infield. He's truly a modern-day Simeon conductor. And we all know there's a shortage of chips, so you can imagine the people who come. I actually, I actually like this one. So I, I like that he, he's finally gone into the modern age a little bit there with the, with the chips conductor. Yeah, sure. well, he knows yeah. 21st century, buddy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a strong candidate. And Brian, you're gonna have to cut me off when you see the one. Yeah, you like. I'll, I'll cut you off. Which, uh, which player is it about? We'll get there when we get there. Oh, we get there again. Okay. Corey Seager, Los Angeles Dodgers. You see how many clients Scott Boris has, the most powerful agent in all baseball. Here's Boris about the Seagers. Quote, they're used to being on big stages. They have many hits. You can think all those Hollywood Knights and postseason MVPs. Oh, yeah. I think when you go through all this, you say, Homer's against the wind. And frankly, he's a guy everybody knows. He's like a rock. I have no idea what he's doing here. Yeah, could it could have been better, uh, better formulated. But I, that, I like that might be the worst. The, I think that's the, the worst. That might be the worst one. The Hollywood theme. So this might be an early candidate for the the thorn in uh, in Scott Boris's end here. Let's get to the next one. Carlos Rodon of the Chicago White Sox. He's coming up as a free agent star pitcher. Quote. Here's Boris. When you think about sculpting a pitching staff and you're a thinking man, the target, without a doubt, is Rodon. I don't know if there's any wordplay in there unless he's trying to do like a Rodon. Is there a radar clip? Uh, that's it? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's so, the one? That's so, the no, one? No, 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 no. no. I'm, uh, the next one is. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So take, take over here to the next one. All right. On free agent Max Scherzer, teams that are pursuing a championship, they're not... They're certainly not pursuing the minimum. 
they're going directly to the max. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. See, this one's simple. Seems like a gimme. I don't this know is, if I'd even consider yeah, that. A simple. I don't even know if I'd consider a, that a word. It's word a play. base knock. It's a layup, Brian. It's a it, it's a layup, and he got it. Uh, he got would it. Would you rather it's would you rather so have weak. him making his layup layups or missing his half court heaves? <laughs> hey, at least he's <laughs> trying. Fair, at least he's fair. trying with these. I, I'm just saying you got you got to appreciate the simple I'm ones. I'm still liking number one. All right, so Zach is hanging on to Chris Bryant. Uh, let's go to uh, these next two, actually. Now that I say it, um, the state of competitiveness in the MLB and also the Braves, how they won the World Series and the anatomy of how they win the World Series. The next two quotes here in this article have no wordplay in them, but these are the ones that made headlines. So real quick on competitiveness in the MLB. We're not going to include this in wordplay. Essentially what we've seen happen the integrity of a season be eroded due to a rule change that occurred and that was capping a draft in 2012. That was done. It created an incentive for the race to bottom because we now have half the major league teams at some time during the season being non-competitive. So essentially, why did the Braves win the World Series this year? These two kind of go hand in hand. Here's Boris, quote, We have seen the championship in 60 days, the Atlanta Braves. This is not the fault of any team that doesn't look at the current rules and say we have to do our best for our team to take advantage. It's not about Atlanta or about their general manager or ownership. It's really about the rules, and rules allowed them to be a less than 500 team in August, which we talked about last week with Len Casper here on the show. And they added four players, five players from teams that no longer wanted to compete. And for the very little cost, they changed the entirety of their team in the entirety of their season. Now, that's that's an interesting point for baseball that we should have brought up in our, what, two episodes ago. Week. Yeah, last, last, last week, week, actually. Because does baseball have a problem there, Aiden? I'm not really familiar with that situation, but are teams really not being competitive midseason like that and then they just drop guys? I say no. I think it's good for baseball that there's a lot of parity. And this is why I scream about the NBA some years, that there's the lack of parity and the disparity. Because a lot of what we see in baseball, I think the last five or six years, there's been a new champion. From 2016, you had the Cubs. 2017 uh, was the Astros. 2018, the Red Sox. 2019, the Nationals. 2020, the Dodgers. And 2021, again this year, the uh oh my gosh the braves so in the last six years you've had a new champion every year which the nba could not say but the buck the bucks just won first time in 50 years and that was great but before in in years and years past we've seen this how many years throughout an entire high school we didn't see an nba finals that wasn't Cavs warriors so i think baseball has nothing to worry about in terms of competitive and uh, parity within the game. Tanking is a whole different conversation. It's one of 162 every night, which makes it hard to compete, obviously. But I don't think baseball is a problem with lack of competition from from at least the bulk of teams in the league. Okay, then I, I throw this one out. I throw this one out. I don't even think this is even a good take. Oh, yeah. This, this isn't included in our rankings for sure. We get to the last two, which really will compile our wordplay rankings the lack of teams trying to win this is what we just talked about boris says quote it's the easter bunny delivering rotten eggs that's a real that that falls flat for me yeah i don't all he just said and then he goes to easter bunny rotten eggs maybe if you said it during the easter season again maybe this is better for a spring training type quote scott until we get to our last one and this is the one that I really just didn't understand and will probably be put in the gray area. 
Talent is the steak, and I really don't care what time dinner is. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. You don't that, get that? That's a, it's a that? back. That's that's in the back pocket already. So he now. was talking about whether uh, the lockout would happen and push negotiations. This is another thing we talked about with Len last week, uh, the Marquette alum, voice of the White Sox on ESPN 1000 uh, White Sox Radio, Chicago White Sox Radio. But can you t- explain to me, either of you, what talent is the stake and I don't care what time dinner is means? In a, in a condensed time frame next spring, they're going to have to pick up the best talent. He doesn't care when that time frame is. He knows he wants the best talent. He's going to pick up guys, whether it's a long period of time or a short period of time, he doesn't care. He's going to pick up pick up the best guys he can. That's what I'm seeing from okay. that, and I like okay. it. So you like that one. So real quick, now that we're wrapping up, what is the best out of these quotes from Scott I'm gonna give Best him, wordplay. I'm going to give my best line out of this just because I, I don't know why this – I like it. He's an extraordinary gentleman in a league of his own. <laughs> Chris Bryant. I, I like a good, nice fundamental layup. I'm going with the Max Scherzer one. Wow. Get okay. I'm going to go with Marcus Simeon. He Simeon brings a, conductor. brings a charge to the batter's box, insulates the middle infield. He's truly a modern-day Simeon conductor. We all know there's a shortage of chips, so you can imagine the people who come. I think that's my number one. How about the worst one out of all these? I'm going to go with Corey Seager. They're used to being on big stages. They have many hits. You can think all those Hollywood nights, postseason. I know they live in L.A., which is a layup, but... He lost me on all the cardboard play. I'm sorry. The King card of diamonds, one. queen of... Yeah. So, Michael Conforto. And again, that's the one that got blown up by the Mets president himself. So, let's, uh, let's give Brian his chance to give the worst one. I mean, Matt, uh, excuse me, Zach would argue. I almost called you Matt. Oh my gosh. Zach would argue that Max Scherzer was probably. I, I didn't I didn't understand the uh, the like the big apple cart one. That one That one was yeah, bad. Yeah, that one that's was bad. just now maybe that's just because we're young and this dude's old, but like sixty nine. So, <laughs> that's our Scott Boris wordplay train wreck, really. It's enough Scott Boris for yeah. the year. That's yeah, that's and the, he does this. Quota. He does this every year, which is kind of the running joke about you know advertising his players, blah blah blah, and that will be a uh, that it'll be a fun winter uh, coming up for Scott here. Should so, we should we talk a little NFL? Yes. Yeah, we had some big games in the slot this week. We got, so, it's uh, we've had a couple dead weeks in the NFL. I don't want to say dead weeks in the NFL, but definitely some off weeks. You know, there's been some weird things going on. Last week we had uh, the Bills losing to the Jags. Oh yeah. Um, there's a couple other big big teams that lost to like nobodies. I yes. Mean, the Falcons got a W. I mean, what I mean, what is going on here? And I think we should start with the news items that came from this week. Not only oh. Aaron Rodgers coming back, but also. Odell Beckham Jr. being released and signing with the Rams in the matter of, you know, less than a week period. Yeah, the Rams are officially a wagon. I want to play Sean McVay for you. He's really a sly dog when it comes to these things. Oh, and Cam Newton, circle of life, back to his the team that drafted him. Yes. Back to the team that abandoned him. Back to the Carolina Panthers, new coaching staff with Matt Rule there. Obviously, when he was there, they had Riverboat Ron, but <laughs> can't forget that one. That's but true. the Sam Darnold experience, experiment, experience, whatever you want to call it, oh, I'd say yeah. it's a little bit more of an experiment than an experience. But um, 
yeah, is it is it the Jets or is it Sam Darnold? I mean, we were talking about this earlier this uh. week, Aiden. When you look at that draft class of quarterbacks, it's uh, Baker went one, and then you had Sam Darnold, you had Josh Rosen, which kind of the chosen Rosen, yeah, bust, bust, and then you had Josh Allen and uh, and Lamar Jackson, and when people were looking at that draft going into that draft, the sentiment on Rosen and Darnold was so high. I don't know if it was the West Coast at USC, UCLA. I don't know if it was like, oh, it's finally good quarterbacks coming from that region of the country. But those guys have really kind of just stank it up. And I and I get that they haven't been put in the best positions. They haven't had a team invest in them like Lamar Jackson. But I, I always think it's funny when you can look back and just see how bad teams are at drafting quarterbacks and like how much like thought and like double thought and triple thought and you might you might do a double negative in your head and then you end up drafting the wrong guy in the first round and your team is perpetually screwed well folks (laughs) that's fair yeah i think today's the day that i have to officially step off the sam donald bandwagon I've been on, I've been a believer on this show. I thought his trade to Carolina would be great for Sam. He's back with his coaching staff with Joe Brady from LSU, who brought Joe Burrow the national championship. They're going to be great offensive-minded team. Matt Rule, let's go. Great talent around him. Robbie Anderson. He's back with his Jets receiver. Total puke fest last week against the Patriots three interceptions that JC Jackson pick that got brought back to the house did disgusting did, did he get caught saying he was seeing ghosts again maybe is that is maybe that not poten- in potential? word form but in football form yes yes he was so. seeing ghosts on the field as the Patriots tend to do I mean you know they they say Patriots like to uh kind of torture the rookie quarterbacks and uh I think think Bill just told him, hey, this is a rookie quarterback we're playing against here. Sam Darnold uh, against Belichick. Yeah. Either way, speaking of a coach that knows how to decimate opponents, Sean McVay knows how to decimate other coaches in selling free agents, and that's why he got Odell Beckham Jr. and not Matt LaFleur and not Andy Reid and not— Okay, well, I mean, answer, answer this. Where would you rather live? Los Angeles or Green Bay? Where would you rather play? SoFi Stadium or Lambeau? Who would you rather, like, have be your co? I mean, just the whole culture in L.A. and what they're building down there. There's, there's a lot of right answers. Wanna play, who wouldn't want to play down there? There's a lot of right answers. I think people are really high on the floor and think he's a really good coach. Everyone wants to go play down there. Maybe not nowadays, but they a lot of a good portion of the league still believes in Patrick Mahomes and Reed, Kansas City. He had a lot of great options, Odell Beckham. But here's Sean McVay in his presser detailing or not detailing how the team landed Odell Beckham Jr. Les is always doing work behind the scenes. Like I said, I'm focused on the Niners right now, Gary. (laughs) I mean, Gary's smiling at me. What do you want me to do? (laughs) So that's Sean McVay, that evil laugh. (laughs) How he gets. Is he the nicest evil guy in the NFL? He might be. He really might be. He could be a Bond villain. Because that laugh. Yeah, Scott Boris could write a little blurb about Sean McVay. <laughs> That's right. his laugh right there. In well, the back. let's dive into some of the games this week. Yes. We have uh, we have some big ones. We'll start with Browns at Patriots, the <laughs> new, noon game, 1 o'clock Eastern. Patriots are favored by 2.5. You know, this is this is an interesting game because the Patriots are kind of on the come up. The Browns, you know, they've had their troubles. They, they got OBJ out of there. Uh, hopefully that can help maybe 
just team chemistry overall, locker room sentiment. What, what are we thinking for this game? Obviously, you guys are probably feeling pretty hot about the Patriots right about now, right? It's going to be big uh, running game, I think, is going to be the key for this game because the, the Browns' defense, especially on their front line, has been pretty good at run defense and has stopped the run pretty well this season. And I think if New, if New England can kind of get over that hump, uh, get the ball downfield, whether you go around the outside or whether you go straight down the middle, if they can get that done, relieve some of the pressure off of Mac Jones. Hack! He's what? a hack. Who's a hack? Here it is. Mac Jones. He's bringing it, it back. back. Oh, boy. Busted. You fell into the trap. Your guys' quarterback is a little hack. What's that mean? What does it mean? You saw what he did to that that What's it mean? Brian Burns. He's a dirty player. He's dirtier than Tom Brady. I don't think hack means dirty now. I, in, I football, in football, would, I would, would say it does. I agree more with this than the positive connotation. That was a, It was no doubt a dirty play. Mac Jones is a dirty player. He's going to have Miles Garrett hunting for his head this weekend. You can't defend it. Well, I'd say watch out. He might get his head popped off. If you call someone a hack, you mean they're not great at what you do, according to Google. Yes. Google's wrong. I agree that Google's wrong. I think oh, it you guys different things in different worlds. If you're golfing, Zach, we play golf a bunch this summer, Zach. Yeah, because that means I'm but, hacking the ball. That's yeah, golf, no, you're, if you're golf, a hack... You no, can't play. You're you're hacking it all around the course. Yeah, but like you're not playing defense on somebody in golf. Golf, you're playing against yourself. So when you're hacking, you're hacking your own ability. The term hack a shack was invented because you're fouling Shaquille O'Neal with no regard for human life. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna foul you because I know you're bad at foul shooting. That was the term. That it's was because created. he's bad at foul shooting, and he uh, and if you don't absolutely hack him, he's gonna score the basketball. Just playing a little bit more yeah. aggressive. Yeah, Hack little... is known as in basketball. It's dirty fouling. Plane. Dirty plane. No. Yes. I'm sorry, you're wrong. See, we are all on different pages right now. And this is <laughs> today weird. today is disagree day here on Games and Grub because we had the cranberry, we have this, we have some football takes maybe coming Let's up. Let's get back to that games. Oh man. <laughs> all right, I just brush, want, brush I past just, the hack. I just thing. wanted to throw it out there. It came okay? back. It came back. Uh, it Browns ha- got, real quick, I agree with Zach about this is the one thing I agree with. Oh, there you go. About this game is all going to be about the running game for the Browns. If the Patriots can stop the run, the Browns run the football better than any team in the NFL with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So if they can control that running game, because we know Baker Mayfield, he's been he's had his ups and downs, especially this year. He won't be that much of a threat, especially uh, with Beckham not on the field anymore. So if they can control that run, I give the Patriots a real chance to win coming up on Sunday. Brian, what's the next game you're really looking the, forward to? The next list? game, uh, it's the Saints at the Titans. Titans are favored by minus three at home. It's a, it's also in the noon slot. This game's really interesting to me because the Saints just got Mark Ingram back. So they bat, they have their oh. old two-headed running monster machine with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Uh, used to terrorize teams in the regular season. Um, so I would say that's a big watch. Like watch out for that. Watch out for that running game. Uh, Sean Payton's really good at drawing plays up that just allows players to kind of kind of do their thing. And the more weapons he has, the more dangerous that team's going to be. But the Titans are on a tear. They have won their last four games against the Rams, the Colts, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Undeniable. I've They're been. I've first, tried to deny the first Titans, in the AFC South. You know they didn't start off too hot to this season. First in the AFC. Yeah. If the playoffs started today. 
But you know they didn't start off too hot to the season. Everybody was on the on the Broncos three and zero and the Panthers three and zero and all these teams that went that, that had hot starts. But you know what is it? It's week ten. Week ten now. Week ten. Now we're starting to see who the real teams are. The real teams are gonna you know spit spit some blood at you and play into the fourth quarter and hit hit you hard on defense. And I think that's this Titans team with uh, with Vrabel coaching them up. Listen, I've tried to deny the Titans for a long, long time that I don't believe in them. I don't think they have the juice. Derrick Henry going down, and they go into SoFi on Sunday and just bully the Rams. And they their defense definitely stymied Matthew Stafford with no Derrick Henry in that game. Mike Vrabel has been a great coach basically since he stepped into the league. I think the Titans cover this spread. I actually really like this line. I think you lay the points here. Conversely, a team that I cannot get up for is the Saints. I've never been a Saint believer this year. Even though they beat my beloved Patriots, that was obviously the James Winston days. If it's Trevor Simeon, if it's Hill, I understand Mark Ingram's coming back and they're getting Kamara back from injury as well, but that Saints team, I feel like I've become like a John Rothstein type of uh, buzzword phrase here, but they're as volatile as crypto. I uh, keep saying it. They're as volatile as cryptocurrency. They beat the Patriots. They lose to that Giants team at home. They lost to the Panthers. I don't believe in the Saints team. Sean Payton, good coach, and they beat the Bucs, but we've seen... Sean Payton have Brady's number before. I think that was just a matchup problem. Uh, as a season-long, season-long Saints team, I don't believe in them. Hammer the points this weekend. Next game of the week, Vikings at the Chargers. It's a uh, 3 o'clock slot. Not feeling too hot about this. The Vikings, you know, we have some, <laughs> we have some injuries on our secondary. Uh, we've seen them getting exposed. And, and even before Patrick Peterson get, got injured, you know, we were having some trouble. Anthony Barr's out? I don't want to talk about it. Yikes. I don't want to talk about it. He he made a great play. It was last last game and against the chart or against the Ravens in overtime. He tipped the pass, then landed, jumped over the defender that was like in front of him that was like falling down, and and then like so he tipped it and then intercepted it. And then what did the, the Vikings offense do in overtime after stopping the Ravens offense in overtime? A three and out and punted it. And then next thing you know, they win the game. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not super high in the Vikings right now. I'm kind of divested in this season. <laughs> and, oh uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a tough one. Was that Ravens loss the straw that broke the camel's back? I'm it's, just trying to think why. Why can't they finish games? They've been well, they've been sticking with it, it and been in games late. And they haven't been able so, to finish many, especially so those overtime. From what games. I've seen, we start games off really hot. We score almost every time on our first drive. And then we have a series of three and outs and punts and three and outs and, you know, just nothing. Just like like literally like the second and third quarter, nothing is going on. And then in the fourth quarter, we pick it up and try to start playing again. But here's the thing. We go conservative after that first drive. We have to score our points while we can. We, we obviously, our defense can't hold teams to like under 30 points. So our offense has to plan on scoring more than 30, We which Zimmer and Kubiak don't seem willing to do. They want to just, every single game we've played. So it seems like a pace of play issue, kind of a... Just like, it's just ultra conservative play calling, and it's absolutely disgusting. Real quick, I mean, before we move on, does he survive the season? I think he survives the season. I don't think that he... Um, does he survive the winter? No, 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 no. It's it's gonna be a long winter for Mike Zimmer. Long, it's gonna be a long winter long, up in Minnesota. Long yeah. winter. Yeah, long, long winter's long night. Long winter. So real quick, we had to get our 
own team's thoughts. Obviously, Patriots, Vikings, Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys, Chargers, Vikings. Two juicy games up on the schedule. Uh, but real quick, let's race through these next three so we can get the trivia. Seahawks, Packers, Rodgers getting back. Wilson also getting back. Ro- Excuse me, Russell Wilson also getting back. Real quick, who do you like in the return of the quarterbacks? It's at Lambeau. I don't see Aaron Rodgers losing. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and just uh, show everybody how great of a quarterback he is on the field. I agree. Lo- love the Packers, especially Seahawks. Slow start, especially with Rodgers. Uh, excuse me. I keep saying Rodgers. Russell Wilson getting back. Sunday Night Football. Chiefs in Vegas to take on the Raiders. They're favored by two and a half. Kansas City. Is this the Chiefs comeback game that I, we're all hoping for? I mean, they have to turn it around eventually, right? That, that's what I keep saying with them. It's road game, tough team. That's what you thought about the Vikings five, four games ago. Uh, yeah, games but the ago. Vikings don't have Patrick Mike Mahomes. Drop. Mike drop. I don't know. I don't see any success this season for them, and that's that's okay. And that's kind of I think Da mentioned that where they were on this high horse up there in the top of the league for so long, and they thought that they had something going. And, and I don't think that that means that they can continue on that path. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Monday Night Football: Rams at 49ers. Rams now have Von Miller. They now have Odell Beckham Jr. and they are favored by three and a half points. Take the points. 49ers cannot win at their own home stadium. It's embarrassing. Yeah, Rams are coming out of Candlestick with the W. I, I firmly believe it. Candlestick was uh, destroyed. Levi's. No. No, are you serious? You Is mean? it not Candlestick anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking. Okay, before we before we lose our minds here. Uh, real quick, checking off the boxes. MU coming up against Illinois on Monday. We'd be remiss not talking about it. He's still laughing. Look at this. <laughs> Real quick. I was so confident. I was uh, so confident. No Kofi Coburn coming up on Monday <laughs> against the Fighting Illini. Our, our very own Aiden Hatton. Is going to be on the call. On the call, on yes. the radio. So don't even think about showing up to the game. Stay at home. If you yes. see me, I'm gonna have an ear, an ear yeah, period. Yeah, stay, in. stay I'm gonna be listening. Yeah. Listen to the game. Don't watch it on TV. Open up your radio. We're going back to the 1920s, 1930s. <laughs> Pull a couple of cold beers because DA likes beer. Grab a, yes. grab a six pack. Put them right next to you. Put on your radio. Sit there. Listen to the game. Aiden's gonna be on. It's gonna be a great day. So it's yours truly plus Matt Yazel. He's doing the play-by-play. I'll be on the color on Monday against Illinois. Shameless plug. All right, uh, should we hit our trivia now? Yes. Let's do it. Let's hit it. It is now time for trivia to go. We ask the tough questions. We don't ask for the check. Let's do it. In this radio restaurant, when it's time to go, we don't ask for the check. We ask the tougher questions. It's time for trivia to go. This day in sports history is back. Today is November 13th. Let's go in chronological chronological order again. Are we ready? Go for it. Let's do it. Number one in 1875. 1875. Name one of the two teams who played today in the first college football game played with uniforms. It's got to be Ivy League teams, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'll go uh, Yale. Princeton. Brian gets it because it was Harvard-Yale. Oh, I was going to say Harvard, but I knew it was Ivy. Nice work. Got to be Ivy. Good nice. stuff, Brian. I, I wouldn't have thought of Ivy if you didn't say Ivy, and then I just like tossed Yale out. Yeah. Real quick, number two, 1958 on this day, November 13th, 2021. New York City Mayor Robert Wagner announced plans to begin a new league, the Continental League. What sport was this league proposed? 
Hockey. Continental. I, I don't know, but I'm going to say hockey. No. Not neither. Correct answer is baseball. Continental. Ah. That's a good one. 1964, number three. This NBA star of the St. Louis Hawks became the first 20,000-point scorer. Uh, tick-tock, tick-tock, Connie tick-tock. Hawkins. No idea. Locking it in? Not a clue. Bob Pettit was the correct answer. St. Louis Hawks, first NBA to score 20,000. Number four, 1997. This slugger unanimously won the AL MVP award, known for having potentially the smoothest swing of all time. You're killing us with baseball, Aiden. Ted Not- Williams. 1997? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Red Sox fans are so disappointed with that. One. I, we, we were talking about baseball earlier this week, and you were like, "Oh, I thought, I thought you would time. get this one." Um, Alex Rodriguez. Correct answer is Ken Griffey Jr. Ah, smoothest swing of all time from the left side of the plate. Today, last one. This Malice at the Palace participant, now working with the clothing brand Panda's Friend, turns 47 years old. Ron Artest. Not 47. Meta World Peace. Yeah, Meta. Correct. Yeah, there we go. Panda's Friend is the clothing brand. And last one from our sister Erin here who calls in. Not calling in, but she's texting in. Does a straw have one hole or two holes? Oh, that's a good one. It's got one continuous hole throughout the entire thing. Really? Yep. No, I'm going to say two. No, it's not. It's It's on both ends. What if you cut that hole? What if you cut the straw into two, and then you have two small straws? How many holes are there? There's Depends two. on how you look at There's it. There's two straws because it's two different things. It's one hole. So it's one hole per straw. Yeah, per straw. Ah, agree, agree to disagree there. There's your trivia to go, and what a show we had this morning. It went a little off the rails at times. We had fun. We enjoyed ourselves. Time to go kick back with some cranberry, sour, triple vanilla pump, <laughs> Starbucks. Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Uh, sour cheesecake. Cheesecake. Get it right if you want to trash me again. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. It was quite the morning this morning. Uh, there was things we got to. There were things we didn't get to. But throughout, it was a great day to be a Games of Grub fan. We'll be back next week with another great guest hopefully we'll be back with and we want to say thanks to chris moore once again for joining me yesterday it was a great day to be a marquette basketball fan yesterday and today it'll also be a great day to be a marquette basketball fan on monday again stay tuned to marquette radio where i'll be on the call with mr matthew yazel from pfizer forum live as you can catch that broadcast catch that call of Marquette versus Illinois with me and Matt right on Marquette Radio. Any final thoughts before we sign off with John Fanta? Stay classy, Milwaukee. Go Marquette. Go Marquette. This has been Games and Grub. This has been Games and Grub.